Blog Talk Radio. from the Geek Girls Perspective. I am the head hauntress, and hey you, that was the Thermals who I saw over the weekend. A very fun band from Queenie's part of the world, Portland, Oregon. And um, they were a lot of fun, so if you see the Thermals, go see them. And even their opening band was pretty awesome. So welcome to Sexy Witches. And tonight is a nice beginning to sweep. The witches have their brooms, and we're sweeping in some really awesome shit for the month of May, tra-la. So happy Beltane to everybody out there, because it is, after all, sexy witch season. So first, let me introduce you to my sexy witches. Are you ready? All right. So my first sexy witch, this is where my mistake in my notes was, was living in Eugene, Oregon. But instead, <laughs> now she has hauled her ass, packed up her bags and her life ring gear, and has moved her butt to Seattle. So now, once again, we're going to start over. So my first sexy witch is now located in Seattle, Washington, and she's a writer for Living Dead Magazine, an aspiring filmmaker and published author. She's a horror film geek to the stream and a regular participant live action role play. So please welcome to the show our sexy werewolf witch, Queenie Todd. How you doing, girl? Oh, it's been a while since I've done that. Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Good for coming back. I miss you. How has it been? Oh, it's been crazy. Like, it's just I had to move within a week, and then I had my birthday. And it's just been, like, thing after thing. This weekend I get tattooed, which is awesome. I'm excited. Awesome. What yeah, kind of, what are get you getting on your tattoo? tattoo. Oh, it's a, um, oh my God. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it has, like, a little kid. Uh, and then kind of coming out of the little kid is all these creatures and, and monsters and shapes and weirdness. And it's, like, so me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's my inner child. I, I, so you're getting it, and then you can put it into the the Crypticon has a tattoo contest, girly. You know that, right? Oh, really? Cool. No, I didn't yes, know that. Do. There's so much stuff going on. Uh, oh. Yeah, so uh, you may want to think about entering. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I got some pretty bitching tattoos. Awesome. Oh, that would be awesome. And and we definitely want pictures on the sexy witches of your monstery kid tattoo. Absolutely. So we're looking forward to it. So so welcome back, girl. I missed you. It was a great episode. Our first birthday was insane. There was butt rape and porn and makeup artists and melting people. And it was insane. Amazing shit. Oh, as and, usual. And, yeah, so we were glad to have you back. So, uh, but let me bring on the sexy, co- uh, my sexy witch, uh, second sexy witch, and she is a, our co-host. She resides in Clifton Forge, Virginia, a regular on the East Coast Horror Con circuit. My partner in crime for a lot of these things. 
She's a horror fan, self-professed super fan of the Marvel Universe, so this weekend has got her super fucking excited, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the show the sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. How are you doing, girly? I am fantastic. I can't wait for Civil War. Oh, my God, I want to go see it in IMAX so bad. Uh, I, I, you know, or you go see it at that, what's the name of that beautiful little theater in uh, Roanoke that we went to see Star Wars in? Oh, the Grandin. The Grandin. Go see it at the Grandin. You, you don't understand. I've never been to an IMAX theater. If there's one thing I want to experience, I want to see <laughs> Captain America's Civil War in IMAX. Ah, oh, well, maybe you should come up here because we don't have one, but two laser digital We've, IMAX projectors up in this area. Yeah, but we so have one. We in. have one here in Blacksburg. So I'm yeah, going to try to make the premiere. Digital, Laser digital projection, man. Yeah, you know, oh. it's all about the lasers. <laughs> Actually, I haven't seen the laser digital projection yet. Laser beams. Um, laser beams. Sure. Freaking laser beams, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad. And, and we're not going to go into details, but we're going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this sexy porn witch had a huge weight lift off her shoulders a couple of days ago, and now she's free as a bird. So congratulations, girly. We're going to clap, clap, clap Thank for you. you for getting through personal crises. And and we're hoping that the future is bright, that we have to wear shades. So uh, exactly. thank you so for being on the show. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on our first guest because he's waiting patiently. And we're going to go right into it because we are about fandom and even though we've already covered quite a few media conventions this, this uh, season of Sexy Witches, it's only the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, one of the largest horror cons in the country dropped over the weekend, and that was Texas Frightmares, and it is huge. I think half the horror community goes to Dallas and does this thing. So many people I knew were down there. And one of those oh, folks yeah. decided is, is very gracious and come on the show. So I'm going to bring him on. My first guest tonight is from Houston, Texas, and he's a founder of Fright Meter Awards. He recently started his work on his first slasher feature, Party Night, and he's here to recap, like I said, one of the biggest horror conventions in the country, Texas Frightmare Weekend in Dallas. So please welcome to the show. Troy Escamilla. Hello, sir. You are on with the Sexy Witches. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? Fine. Welcome. So glad. Thank, Thank you. you for being on the show tonight. How are you oh, been no, doing? No I'm good. I'm good. I'm coming down with a cold, but uh, other than that, I'm I'm good. Post-convention cold. Not unheard of. Contract. <laughs> It happened. I think so because you were right. I mean, every, it seemed like everybody and their mother was there. So I'm sure there were a lot of fun germs floating around. <laughs> it, it's part of the course, you know. I I, I just kind yeah. of like accept, you know, all I basically eat is like beer and and pills, <laughs> and I don't mean bad pills. I mean like ibuprofen pills when I'm at a convention, oh, yeah. and that's about it. <laughs> you know, oh yeah. I to keep the immune system up. Lots of liquids of all kinds. Yes, <laughs> so, um, first of all, I will talk about why you're on the show tonight. Uh, I want to first of all introduce you to my sexy witches, Erin Marie, the sexy porn witch. Say hello. Hello, hello. hello. Hi, Erin. Nice <laughs> How are you? And you already, 
And you already know my sexy wear witch, Queenie Todd, because she is on the Fright Meters Committee uh, with I myself do. and you. So, hello. Yes. Hi. Hello. So, Good to finally actually so talk to you guys. Right? Uh, it's, so good. Yeah. it's so good to hear your voice. Even Hello? Hello? She's still here? I'm here. I, I think Liz disappeared. I think it happens we once a show. Liz. It's like a magic act. <laughs> you got her back? Hello? <laughs> She'll be back soon. Her phone dropped her. Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, that's all right. No you still have two of us. I mean, what man's dream is meant to have, like, three women? Come on now. I know. Well, you know. <laughs> I am a feisty werewolf. What can I say? <laughs> now, are we still on or no? Yes, I we're still so. on. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we can, we can, we can keep returned you. shortly, kids. It's going to be Okay. <laughs> Liz is the one with all the questions. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, hey, it's um the the craft twentieth anniversary. Isn't that cool, guys? <laughs> no. You know, oh, the subject of Texas Frightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite character in the craft? Come on, everyone's got one. Mine was Nancy. This had nothing to do with me, guys. I was totally on a roll. <laughs> Everything was working according to plan. And all of a sudden, my computer goes, your call has been dropped. What the fuck, oh. man? I am so <laughs> sick of this shit. So I apologize, Troy. And it sounds that's like okay. uh, you were talking about Heather Langenkamp. So that's awesome because you obviously saw her at Frightmares, and I saw her at Days of the Dead. Uh, so mm-hmm. where were you? So uh, pick up what you yeah, you Hello? did. You did see it as scares and scares. So go ahead. Why don't you talk about Texas Frightmares and your journey? And I noticed you met a lot of horror women on your trip because all your pictures seem to be of horror women. So <laughs> they were of horror women. I didn't. I didn't meet any horror men this year. Well, actually, I did, but I didn't really. I mean, um, but no, it was it was fun. Uh, Friday, um, I got there, uh, checked in. I mean, the the crowd was. Uh, quite a bit larger than last year. That was very noticeable. I was there last year was my first year there, and there was there was a huge difference between the crowd this year and last year. I mean, it was it was very noticeable. Um, but you know, check the place out. And yes, Heather Langenkamp was the first um, horror woman that I kind of gravitated towards because she's Heather Langenkamp for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> and you know, she was <clears throat> extremely sweet. Um, you know, very, very gracious, which you, you kind of always like to see. Um, but, you know, I got there. I scoped the place out. You know, um, it's it's a big – it is a big convention. I mean, it's pretty much two huge um, uh, ballrooms set up with all the different uh, guests and booths and whatnot. So you kind of have to get your bearings when you get there to figure out, what, you know, where who's where and um, and everything like that. But uh, I uh, – Matt picking the area out. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I did, and I really wish, though, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of talk about this in a minute, but I really wish I would have done more of the autographs and, and photo stuff on Friday night, because Saturday night turned into a, or Saturday the whole day just turned into a clusterfuck um, for <laughs> for several reasons. Um, but, you know, I got there Friday, I, you know, I, I, I uh, got, you know, Heather Langenkamp kind of walked around and, you know, 
just scoped the place out. And there was a, a movie playing um, screening on Friday night that I really wanted to see because it filmed in Houston um, called Getting Schooled. So I kind of went and checked that out. And, uh, you know, when that was over, um, went and met Adrian King, who was also extremely, extremely gracious. Um, very, very friendly and, and, and talkative. And uh, she was probably one of the, you know, it was, she was just great. Great. I don't know if you've ever had, had a chance to meet her, but she was wonderful. So let me ask you two questions. First of all, sure. what? please elaborate on this clusterfuck on Saturday because we're curious. But also, yeah. I wanted to know uh, the picture of Rose McGowan, and I don't mean this is a diss on Rose McGowan at all because she's amazing no matter what. Did you, did you ask her why she, like, took her hair all the way down? She's I did bald. Not, she's bald. Um, it, it's for a movie role. Um, well, I assumed it was a movie role, but did, did they elaborate? Uh, I she I didn't I didn't I didn't specifically ask her what movie. I I kind of looked it up on IMDb, and if you look up on IMDb, I think you can figure it out because there's kind of like a teaser poster with her on the front of it. And she's bald, so okay. <laughs> I'm assuming that's it. Uh, I can't think of the name. It looks like some sci-fi alien type movie. Um, I would like to think that I have a little bit more tact than to ask her, hey, why are you bald? But um, apparently not other other people don't because when she was in, kind of in line signing her autographs, I heard several people ask her that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I just kind of went with the, hey, it's Rose McGowan. She's bald. Who gives a fuck? You know, I mean, I don't care. It's Rose McGowan. Um, exactly. But, um, no, and then, you know, oh, and then I forgot Friday. Friday night was my also my photo up with, with Daniel Harris, which I, Daniel Harris is like one of my favorite, you know, screen queens of all time. And I was so pissed because if you notice the photo, it, it's an awkward-looking photo because it, it, those photo ops go so fast. They don't even give you a chance to, you know, you kind of walk in, you say hi, and then they, they, they snap the picture before you're even ready, and they don't care whether you think the picture is good or not. So it looks really awkward because I didn't get a chance to kind of, you know, get close to her. <laughs> so there's a kind of this awkward gap between us. But, uh, yeah, but she was it's really, still a cute photo, though. I, yeah, I used that was, on the slideshow. Yeah, she was really sweet, really, really sweet, um, you know, from what I could tell. I mean, it was, again, very brief. Um, but she seemed to be interacting with her fans very, you know, very well. So that was fun. Um, so Friday night, I mean, again, it starts, it starts, you get in at six and it's over by, you know, I think it ends at 11 on Friday. So it goes pretty fast. Um, so Friday was over. So Friday was Heather Langenkamp, Adrian King, my photo op with Daniel Harris and a screening of Getting School, the movie Getting School, which is kind of like this breakfast club slasher movie. Um, it's basically a slasher version of The Breakfast Club, which, you know, if that sounds interesting to you, I guess check it out. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Saturday. My thing is, this is a great, it's a great convention. It really is. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's I, 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 my first time was last year. And the good thing about Texas Frightmare is that everyone there is so friendly, whether it's staff, whether it's the other horror fans that you kind of bump into, the uh, the guests are always super friendly and super interactive with their fans. Saturday, oh my gosh, it was so so busy 
Um, and it was to the point where it was almost claustrophobic. Um, and yeah, where they get overcrowded. And... Yeah, and I mean, I, I think that maybe time for them to kind of reevaluate the venue um, because if, you know, it's only going to get bigger, obviously. They're getting, I mean, they're getting, as you, as you know, they're getting these, these big names that other horror conventions don't get. Yeah, when so, they got Skeet Ulrich last year, that was yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah, Nev Campbell and, and, and Ray McGowan this year. So if they're going to keep doing that, the venue is just it's just too small. Um, so, I mean, a lot of, a lot of people were complaining about the, the space, the lines. Um, so what happened Saturday was, um, let's see. I was supposed to have my, the Rose McGowan photo op. It originally was at 2.30, then they bumped it to, to like, 4. Um, and I had stopped by and met the Circus of the Dead, Billy Pond and his little group that did Circus of the Dead and talked to them for a little while um, because you suggested that I do that. Uh, and they were very, 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 very cool. And they they did a uh, – Billy and then the director of Getting Schooled did a panel um, or did a little – I guess, what do you want to call it, a panel or a workshop on Saturday about, it was called, So You Want to Make Your First Horror Movie. And since I'm in the process of doing that myself, I thought, hey, I'll go to this. So I went to that, and, you know, they had some really great insight. Um, and a lot of you kind of young, you could tell a lot of young, you know, eager uh, future filmmakers were kind of, you know, bombarding them with questions. And they handled it, and, I mean, it was it was really good. Um, so then when that was over, I, like I said, I wanted to get the Rose McGowan photo op was supposed to be at 2.30. That, that, um, panel thing was from 2 to 3.30. So Rose McGowan got pushed back to 4. Basically, (laughs) when I got out of that panel thing, the line, the photo op line was just, I mean, crazy long. And what ended up happening was they got behind somehow on the photo ops. So I was in line for two hours, uh, and I didn't get. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get. The, I didn't get. Yeah, I yeah, didn't get I've Rose, had that happen before. Yeah, so the Rose McGowan yeah. photo op that was supposed to originally be at two and got pushed to four didn't happen until about six. And so, and I was in line for two hours of that day. And on Saturday, keep in mind, it, it ends at seven. So. By the time I got out of the Rose McGowan photo op, they were pretty much closed down. So much of my Saturday was spent like in line um, for that. That's and tough. yeah, so I kind of missed out on, on a lot of things and a lot of people that I wanted to see on Saturday. But, um, you know, it was still, I mean, I was still, it was, it was a great time. I got to, you know, kind of sneak peek on the, uh, sit in on the screen, uh, the TV series uh, panel discussion that um, Carlson Young and um, X Taylor Klaus did, um, talking about the first season of Scream and their characters and what, what they can, what we can kind of expect for season two, uh, which was kind of cool because I, you know, I know a lot of horror fans didn't really dig Scream the TV series, but I kind of liked it. I thought it was, you know, pretty good for what I it is. I think they didn't think it a shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was good. I mean, I know a lot. It pissed a lot of people off that they attached the scream name to it, you know, and it really has nothing to do with the movies. Um, but I mean, I think it's well written. It's entertaining. Um, so, 
it's kind of neat to hear them talk about it and their experiences with the movie and whatnot. And, you know, with the whole Scream cast is pretty much there this weekend. You know, Matthew Willard was there, Skeet Ulrich was there, Rose McGowan was there. Um, it was kind of neat to have them, kind of the younger, you know, this new breed of Scream uh, actors, even though it's a television series, kind of there, you know, in the same convention hall with the original Scream actors. It was kind of neat to see. Yeah, I um, saw several pictures this weekend of uh, David Arquette. Yes, yes, David Arquette was was, was great. Um, he he was great. I, I would I would say from just my observation, the 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 guy that was kind of the most personable all weekend, and everyone that met him said this was Matthew Lillard. I mean, he was just the way he was interacting with with the fans that were in his line to get his autograph. You know, while, while most of the actors sit behind their little table and sign, he he was in front of the table, standing up the whole time. He was going out in the crowd, giving high fives. Um, you could I like he to really see re- that. Yeah, you could that tell he like really fun. wanted. Yeah, he really, really wanted to be there. You could tell he was having a blast. Um, you know, and some of them, they're, they're not so much. They just kind of sit back on their little, you know, at their table and just kind of scowl until the next person comes up. Well, but, it's, a, it's a job, you know. It, it, there's there's it two types of people that go to these things as, as, yeah. as guests. The ones that are in mm-hmm. between jobs and trying to fill. And you can, like, if you go to one of these things, you can, you know, people are popping 20 to 30 bucks a piece easily on a, on a signature. Oh. You can walk oh, out of there with a decent chunk of change in a day. Oh. So I, oh, I, I see, I see the point, you know, but there's also the few that actually kind of get it and like, like understand what the vibe is. And like Kane Hodder definitely is one of those people. Cause he's like interactive. Yeah. He's everywhere. He, you know, he's photobombing. He's choking people. Dave randomly. Sheridan. Dave Sheridan yeah. is another one. So I'm glad to hear yeah. David Arquette's like that too. David Arquette, Matthew uh, Lillard, Kane Hodder was there. Tony Todd was really good. Um, you know, and then you had, you know, you had Derek you know, Mears. Yeah, he wasn't there, but yeah, I think I can't remember if she was there last year. I don't remember. Um, but, you know, even seeing, like, some of the lesser known, and I'm, I'm not, you know, downgrading their popularity or anything, but some of, like, the lesser known people that they had this year, like, um, oh, Robert Brian Wilson uh, that played. <gasps> oh, Night, yes, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, yeah, my God, I would have loved to have met him. He, he was there, and, you know, he was cool. And then they, they, they had pretty much the whole cast of Halloween 2. Um, Lance Gass. um Anna, Alicia, I mean, just pretty much everyone from Halloween 2 was there. Charles Cyphers, uh, except, you know, like Jamie Lee Curtis. But, you know, all those, the people that played, like, the nurses and the secondary characters, they were all yeah. there. Um, Nancy, Lo- Nancy Loomis from the original Halloween was there. She was, you know, a sweetheart. So it was kind of neat just seeing, you know, some of these older. Well, I've met, I've met PJ Souls before. I'd love to meet Nancy Loomis. Oh, she was so, yeah, she was, I didn't, I talked to her. I didn't get her autograph for her picture because she was actually going she was leaving her table and going to lunch when I got over to her table but she was very you know she stopped and talked to me and um very very sweet woman um but so yeah so my Saturday wasn't as productive as I wanted it to be but I did get to see some really cool movies <laughs> uh I saw Bite um the Which comes the out this of, weekend I know and uh it was it's it's a I mean, I would say it's a must-see for for horror fans. It's it's a um, kind of an interesting take on, I guess, the, I guess the, the easiest thing to compare it to is The Fly, obviously. But um, 
a little bit different than the fly, not so much sci-fi, it's more horror. And there's kind of a interesting storyline between the characters that has kind of a sense of humanity and realism that kind of runs through it. That makes the ending of the movie just that much more kind of impactful, I think. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and then I had to stick around for the, you know, they had the top secret. They were advertising it all week, this top top secret screening. What was this top secret screening? And it ended up being Holidays. Um, uh, Kevin Smith produced and directed one of the segments. Um, so it's I think it was like six six different horror directors did six, basically did a little short. It's an anthology, and each of them took a different holiday and did a short on it. Um, just like most anthologies, I don't know if any of you have seen it, but just like most anthologies, very hit and miss. Um, so <clears throat> that was that. Um, it was it was a pretty pretty good movie. The segments that were good were really good. The ones that were bad were were bad. <laughs> so, but and then I'm trying to think. Um, I was eight to ten. <clears throat> By that time, I was just like ready to go. So I but I mean the, the Saturday. Yeah. Was, you know, Saturday was just it was usually just, after you know, party night. Saturday, Sunday, you're dragging. You're just like yeah, I'm done. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, here, here's what makes you press over just going there. When you, you, the best thing to do as press is to get up your ass in the morning at the opening because most people leave in the afternoons. People start trickling out on Sunday. Go do a walk around the floor one time in the morning before you get, you know, like like around ten, right at ten o'clock, and then that, that is when you smooth. That's when you get. That's when you swap cards. That's when you have time to talk to people because you know at that point that's that, that I had the most successful final sweep of the vendor's floor I've ever had walking on a Sunday morning because I was like, all right, I, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to do it one more time. And, and I hit everybody I wanted to talk to, and I got most of the guests booked. So, um, you know, uh, so I, I always say try to be there for Sundays. But, yeah, Saturdays can wipe you out. And uh, I was going to ask you, Troy, about Circus of the Dead. So you did take uh-huh. my advice and met Billy Pond. So what do you think of Popcorn? Had it, Bill Oberus Jr. I think probably performed one of the best performances in a horror film in a long time, and, I, and I'll talk about more in detail on our next episode. But quick review, as someone that knows nothing about this project, what did you think? I didn't actually. It, it, it wasn't actually not. It was not screened there. Um, oh, it wasn't screened there. That's right. It wasn't. But you talked. No, about they were there. They were there. They had their little. They had their little booth and everything set up. And um, but they, uh, it was not. It wasn't screened there. Um, which you know, I kept asking, how can I? How can I see it? How can I see it? How can I see it? Um, so I got a kind of a good synopsis of what it's about. So I guess I know what to expect because just by the title of it, I would have expected something <laughs> completely different than what yes, it actually do. sounds you... like it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's more of a revenge type, you know. Um, movie than, uh, you know, what I was thinking, of course, you hear the name Circus no, of the it, Dead. No, it's but... funny. Everyone thinks it's a zombie film, and it's not yeah. even close to a zombie that's film. What I would it, it's, that's what I would have No, yeah. it, it, it's a gang, it's a gang, uh, it's a gang me- revenge uh, rampage movie like Devil Rejects, basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, really? Oh, my God, I want to yeah. see it now. Plus, yeah, Bill Oberus Jr., he well, does, he, he can play creepy so good. Well, he was he's really good in this. 
I agree. He he had mentioned something about the original, like the original script was like two hundred and forty some pages, uh, and they had to he had to cut it down, cut it down, cut it down. Finally got it to one hundred and forty. <laughs> um, I'm gonna ask to him me, about that. But to, to me, even still, that's that's kind of an ambitious, um, you know, undertaking to make a, a film for, you know, it's 140, like maybe 140 minutes if you're looking at, you know, one minute per per page. But uh, no, and he had some good insight because, like I said, then then the following day, I met him on Friday night. Then the following day, I went to his panel where he was, you know, the panel. How you want to so you want to make your first horror movie, and you know, he was very uh, insightful about. Um, you know, kind of do's and don'ts, how he got into, you know, how he got into, how he got financing for Circus of the Dead, um, kind of the big do's and don'ts, how he was able to get, you know, people like Bill Mosley Bill Jr. to be in his movie, um, things like that, which, you know, like I said, I'm in the process of kind of, of doing that, so it was kind of interesting to hear from people that, you know, not too long ago were, were in the same, more than we were in the same boat. So despite, like, Saturday, it sounds like, though, you would definitely go back next year. Oh, I'm going back. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, know what I, I'll be I really want to go someday. I do. Yeah, no, I know. I know what I'll do differently. You know, it's just one of those things. Last year I said I won't, you know, it was my first year. And I always wait too long so I don't get a room at the actual um, hotel that it's at. Um, so I'm going to definitely make sure that I do this year, the minute it's announced, book the room. But again, I, I would say if I could give any advice to the organizers, I mean, I love the event. I had a great time, even with the crowd. If they're going to, if they're going to keep pushing this thing to grow, then they really need to look at a different venue. Um, because it's, you know, it's just simply not the venue can't hold as many people as it seems like it's getting. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a simple, it's a Hyatt Regency hotel at the airport so you can imagine the ballroom and the space is not that big um i so. i keep hearing that from a lot of conventions now yeah a I mean, lot of them know. are getting too big for the venues they're used to well it, yeah, it, they're I mean, also pe- this this is also a peak period for conventions we're about to have a huge drop off in conventions very soon i right now mm-hmm. there's so many out there uh we already seen wizarding world <laughs> pulling in some of its conventions uh, so, uh, you know, uh, so I think things like Texas Frightmares are going to get bigger, but overall, I think the amount of conventions are going to go down. I think uh, once so. Vampire Diaries and Supernatural is off the CW, because they're going to, I think they have one more season each, I think it's going to drop off a lot, too, price-wise, oh. especially. Oh, Walking yeah, I mean, Dead, once that's off the air, that'll be a game-changer for a lot of people. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, you oh, yeah, know, there's uh, that, too. The broad from Walking Dead was there. Um, what's her name? Sarah. Uh, Sarah. What the hell is her name? Sarah Wayne Callies. Yes, yes, yes. She was there. She was there. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, she was, was also in Prison Break. She's really good. She is. She is. And, um, you know, they. Uh, she had her little photo op time, too. I mean, it, you know, that was one of the things when I was online kind of waiting for Rose McGowan. There were some people in front of me that have been coming to Frightmare Weekend for, for a long, long time. And, you know, they, they love it. Like one guy with one guy flies in from New Jersey every year. Um, these two ladies drove in from um, St. Louis just to come, but they were just talking about like, you know, the, you know, if they're going to keep the, if they're going to keep the venue and keep it where it's at, then they need to kind of maybe be a little bit more um, selective in who they do these professional photo ops with. 
um, because it just seems like they were, you know, you would imagine the, the people you would you would want the professional photo ops with would be like the Rose McGowan, you know, George Romero, but they were having, you know, all these kind of lesser known people that were just kind of like stuck in the, you know, I, I don't know. So I guess I could see that making sense, but. Um, oh, no, you know, and, it's um, all constructive criticism, and believe me, when we're talking about things we had issues with here on this show, it's not that we don't love our, our conventions. As a matter of fact, we want them to succeed. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, Very much so. So, uh, so we're, uh, you know, I wanted to say before we let you go, thank you for coming on the uh-huh. show again, Jen, Troy. But please talk about oh, yeah. update your movie, Party Night. I know you had a, a campaign when you raised a little mm-hmm. fundage for it. Where are you mm-hmm. at in pre-production at this point on, on, on your movie? Uh, we begin filming on June 8th. Um, oh. we, we, we're filming Hooray. between June yeah, June 8th, between June 8th and June 22nd um, is when it's oh going to be gives us about 16 days to get it done, which um, is very doable. It's going to be, you know, they're going to be long days, but um, we have the perfect location. <laughs> like I could, I mean, the, the location that we found um, matches the script perfectly. Um, and so I was really excited about that. And, you know, we have our cast. We have a we have a good cast. I just had to replace um, our lead actress dropped out, so I had to find a replacement. But that was very, very easy because I just, you know, found you know I just went with one of the girls who had auditioned that we really liked, you know, the first time around. So um, it's it's stressful, you know, because it's constantly every day I am going through the script and and you know, okay, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do this. But um, I'm just gonna. I mean, it's going to happen. So um, it's my first time ever attempting something like this. Uh, I have, you know, people on board that are, I think, very creative and very visionary and, and are going to be able to do all the stuff that I can't do because my forte definitely isn't the technical aspect of filmmaking. So I mean, I'm, I'm more of the writer and the, you know, I can put things together, but you're talking about camera angles and all that crap. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, um, so no, it's, I'm excited. It's going to happen. It's, it's almost a month away. So um, it's it's coming along. Um, well, good luck. Get it. Well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, good thank luck. You. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. It's it's a great, you know, it's a great script. It's, it's, I'm excited. Um, it's going to be a fun you know, experience. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I don't. Like we don't, I don't expect to make. I mean, I, I certainly don't expect to make any, you know, to make millions off of it or anything like that. But it's just kind of a passion project. It's I'm a huge eighty slasher fan, so just the opportunity for me to be able to put out something that is really my love letter to the genre um, is just going to be phenomenal. Because if you're an eighty slasher fan, there are so many kind of little references throughout the script that you're just going to kind of pick up and you're just going to smile at because. While there are references to other movies, they're it's they're not like blatant ripoffs. Um, just little little things that I think eighty slasher fans will will recognize were definitely references to other movies. So it's gonna be fun. Well, congratulations, Troy, and on well, thank you. Break a leg and a few torsos while you're filming. <laughs> And um, we hope you can give us some updates and maybe set, post some set photos when you're shooting. We'd love to see oh, them. Absolutely. And that, that will and, absolutely happen. 
And thank you for your recast of nightmares. Um, if you before you leave, would you like uh, Texas Frightmares? Would you like to do what, any final sum ups? And then we're gonna let you go for the evening, sir. Final sum ups. Um, well, you know what, Texas Frightmare Weekend. It's in Texas. I live in Texas, so I would definitely recommend anybody, um, a horror fan, a convention fan, to come next year. It was it was truly a great event, and I think it probably is one of the better horror conventions out there. Um, and check out Party Night on Facebook, and there you go. Well, and don't well, forget thank you also so much for to, joining us. Yeah, and and right. vote for the fright and go to the Fright Meters Awards website yes. and see what the committee is looking at this year. We have a contenders list we add to and take from, and you can look at that list. Use it like a playlist, you know. Oh, there's you know I use it as a guideline to to focus my my viewing pleasure for the year and bite will definitely be on that list this year so we're looking forward to that as well so have a good evening troy thank you for being on the show and come back anytime oh i will thank you so much bye so Bye. bye all right so um, if he could hang up himself, that would be great. Fabulous. Thank you. That was Troy Escamito, and good luck, sir, on your party night, and thank you for calling about Texas Frightmares Weekend. He's very busy, and it was very nice for him to recap, and Sexy Witches, I thought that was an excellent, honest, candid recap of that show, don't you think? Yeah, yeah it sounds so. like the typical experience, yeah. you know, what I've had in the past. It's <laughs> run into issues, especially the first time that Norman Reedus exploded on Walking Dead. I uh, <laughs> ran into that whole um, that whole photo op debacle. We ended up waiting like a half, an hour and a half, two hours for Boondock Saints. That's why I very rarely go for the photo op because they're expensive. You only get a few seconds with the person, and it's a picture. It's a nice picture. I love my picture of Elvira. Luckily, I had talked to her before. But, uh, you know, I, I unless you really, really want it, I really stay away from them. I really like to get autographs because I think that's where you really get the the media convention experience is on the media floor. But then again, you have a bit in picture at the end of it too. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of my trophy. I like the pictures. And if that's the only way I get a picture, then I have to I have to go for it if it's reasonable. And I know Queenie just went ahead and purchased the Tony Todd photo op at Crypticon. Did you know that? Okay. No, I'm intending to. <laughs> I oh. haven't actually gone yet. <laughs> I'm waiting because my husband's not going to get paid right away. So, you know, I'm waiting until he has the money so I can lay it down because, yeah, Tony Todd, man. Right. Mm. I think Tony uh, Todd is the last of my slashers I haven't met yet. Really? Mm-hmm. I think I've met every other one. Pretty sure. I'm lucky you. I still need to well, meet Doug cool. Bradley. He's I've met life. him. I've I've met him. He's awesome. Yeah, you know, when everyone was in the Norman Reedus line, I actually just went right up to Tony Todd and Michael Rooker and said hello. <laughs> you know, that was how I did. So, you know, um, that was at Blood of the Beast in Virginia. Really nice. So that's how we uh, All right. So guess what? Our second caller is on the line, but you know, this person we know. But we'll give him a nice. Uh, let's give. Let's see. What could I give him for a nice? introduction uh, i don't have much theme music today i wasn't playing much today so we're going to bring him on and then continue this conversation so my next guest tonight is the regular ella ray correspondent he's my cousin and the sexy warlock from buena park 
He's on tonight to recap Monster Palooza, the, fo- the four-time Ronda winner for Best Convention and known for its makeup c- cosplay. And he's also going to recap Dapper Days and Bat Days in the Fun Park, which are the two unofficial fan event- events at Disneyland. That goth- goth- uh, Bat Days the goth- uh, Fun Park is a goth event. You can see pictures on the slideshow. So please welcome to the show... From Buena Park, California, Aaron Kogan. How you doing, sir? You're on with the sexy witches. How you doing, sir? I'm doing really well. Hello, witches. Good evening, everyone. Hey, Aaron. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, so for the next half hour, it's just us core sexy witches, the four ah, main oh. people. It's, right isn't that on. amazing? And we're going to take that it all the way happens. through. Just the phone. Never. Yeah. Just the <laughs> How does that feel? I, I, I should have much more warm-hearted music going on. Um, first of all, before we get into what you're going to talk about, Aaron, I just wanted to yeah. say, fuck yeah, Game of Thrones, fuck yeah. Okay? Yeah. I just have to say that. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. back, baby. Uh, so much payoff throughout the whole episode. It was paced so well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was, I, I called that for the beginning. I, we're not going to spoil it because <laughs> I know there may be somebody out there. But, fuck yeah, the first two episodes <laughs> of Game of Thrones, rocking it. Me? First of all, <laughs> Brianna Tarr saving Sansa in episode one was one of my favorite moments of, of any season, especially after she gives the vow. And it was just so nightly and, and, oh, and positive so and oh. iconic and, and not that dour image. Because you get a lot of depressing shit on Game of Thrones. To have a moment oh, like yeah. that, a true hero moment, was off the chain. And then this week, the hero moment came from Davos, which was awesome because the Onion King, Onion, uh, the Onion King, uh, was it the Onion Knight? Isn't that his name? Onion Knight? Yeah, the, he never, the Onion Knight. Yeah, Davos never has a hero moment. He's always in the back brooding. You're going to die. You're going to get hurt. <laughs> and then everybody dies and gets hurt, right? Yeah, but he's usually the wisest of the bunch, too. Well, he, he is, sees no everything. Yeah. But he's a he's a total negative Nancy. That's why they don't listen to him. So, but but but, 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 the, one, but the one moment he he grabs he grabs Wolfsbane and he holds it and he pulls it out. Jon Snow swords out and goes, "I apologize for what you're about to see." And then the, all the other brothers pull out their swords, and it's just one of those moments where you got goosebumps. You know, it was just yeah. like, oh, you know. You know, and of course we knew how the scene was going to end up, and it played out exactly how I thought it would. But at the same time, there was just that moment of like, yeah, you know what? It's time for the heroes to fight back a little harder. So I, I, I'm looking forward to the season that way. So we're going to see uh, what happens. Can you really be called a? I just kept man, yelling. You know, I was like, right "Go get the red the witch, time. Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because I'm right all the time. I cannot tell you how many times throughout both episodes. I was like, just go be the fucking Red Witch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, no, Sandra. Tyrion with the Dragons was a great hero moment, too. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tyrion with the Dragons. Hero moment. That was amazing. My husband, who hates this show, stopped and watched when Tyrion was talking to the dragons. Like, he, like, went, 
Whoa. <laughs> you know, the dragons yeah. are beautiful, by the way. Best CG I've seen on the show. Great dragon design. I'm really looking forward to seeing these guys in action this season. So, woohoo for Game of Thrones. All right, moving on. Queenie. Queenie, huh? I also want to tell you, I've been watching Vikings. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. So, I think you should watch Vikings. You would love it. I started watching. Oh I watched. God. The first episode of the first season and about half of the new recent season, season four. So I've seen from the Battle of the of the Seine all the way to the Sack of Paris. So I'm actually caught up. Uh, and the show I'm, is I'm really behind on a lot of shows right now. Oh my god! Well, even if you don't watch the show, Queenie, I want you to go online and look at the imagery, the barbarian, the Viking clothing and stuff. It is so okay. up your alley. I, I want you to cosplay <laughs> that shit because you, you would. So you're going to love it. I she would it. rock it's it. It's like, ro- you would, would totally rock, rock it. I'm Absolutely. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it's awesome stuff. So I, I'm starting to watch that show, and it's pretty good so far. And, um, you know, it, it's like, if you like Game of Thrones, you're going to like this. Some people like it more because it's got more base in historical fiction, you know, actual sagas mm-hmm. and things like that, mythology. But, you know, I actually think they're comparable in, in, in you know, budgets. And in characterizations, I mean, there's no good guys in Vikings. Not a single one of them are good. They're Vikings. Mm. <laughs> Vikings aren't good. They do two things very well, other than do yes. ship, than, than drive ships. And one of those mm-hmm. things is not very PC. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so, uh, they eat, they sell ships, and they little Vikings. They're known for two things. One is pillaging. Yes, <laughs> pillaging. Um, but I've got um, a good so anyway. Uh oh. Okay, go ahead. Can I tell my Viking joke? Got tell yes. it. We're waiting. All right, all right. We're waiting. So, so the Viking commander is standing at the front of the boat, getting ready for them to land and and fact and everything, and he's giving a little pep talk. He's saying, "Men, we're going to go in there," and the men are all, "Yeah, we're going to dip our blades in blood." Yeah. We're going to kill all the men. Yeah. We're going to rape all the women. Yeah. And men, yeah, get it right this time. <laughs> wow. That's my wow. Viking joke. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So we actually, okay, I just wanted to bring that out because I had been holding those in for a while, especially the Game of Thrones thing. Oh, my God. I have no one to talk to about it, so I have to talk about it on Sexy Witches. So, um, But, um, Aaron, you were at, you yeah. did two things, and you said one of them you did for me, and one of them I asked you to go. So, technically, you did two things for me, so thank you. Uh, so, you went to... Monster Palooza, which is a horror convention in LA, and it is a uh, uh, makeup-centric horror convention. Lots of lots of hardcore makeup. I saw some images. Yeah, and, oh my God, some amazing makeup. So talk about Monster Palooza of, a little bit. Lots of classes on on uh, on makeup. Lots of professionals. Lots of people passing out cards. Lots of workshops. Uh, like you say, very very. Uh, makeup centric, a uh, lot of good horror swag as well. Um, they did premiere a couple uh, new film things that were kind of fun and weird. Uh, there was one thing that really caught my eye: um, the Green Fairy uh, uh, about absinthe being uh, 
uh, a driving horse and driving all these great artists like Vincent Van Gogh and Oscar Wilde, Mad, and uh, Linda Blair uh, was in it, and um, it just it looked like a really weird, fun thing. It was uh, they did a special screening that I didn't get to attend because I had to go to work, but uh, uh, I'm I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for that one because it just looks fun and strange, and I'm not kidding. It's narrated by Richard Grieco. <laughs> okay. Not okay. even kidding. <laughs> Green Fairy. Um, oh, the Green Fairy, yeah. Um, and then the other thing I, I did for you, but also for myself, was uh, I went to Disneyland for the combination Bats Day and Dapper Day. And I also attended uh, the Bats Day Black Market, which was a hell of a lot of fun, and uh, posted a bunch of pictures from that on the Sexy Witches website as well. Well, tell us about it. What well, uh, tell us about it? The, oh, God. The Donald Duck thing? It was great. First off, um, everything and anything goth or Halloween can be found at the black market. Uh, my absolute favorite, there was a vendor there who had some just amazing reproductions of Haunted Mansion props and at ridiculously good prices. Uh, I, You know, I'm going to save up my pennies and I'm going to get a uh, bat haunted mansion uh, staunchion with the, the the spread bat wings finial at the top. Oh, if oh you're that's a nice. fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But there are pictures. Where, where are you going to put this iconic. thing, though? I, I also know where you live. Where the fuck is it going to go? <laughs> that's a, an excellent point, actually. Um, well, you <laughs> know, everything room. has to get approval Take from room. Natalie. <laughs> Uh, my wife Sexy Witches, let me tell you about his house. It's a very cute house, but the collection started in the garage and now is kind of taking over the house, too. And uh, pretty soon there will be no room for Natalie or Aaron. You know, there'll be something <laughs> outside and the collection will be inside. I, True, I yeah, that's kind of like how collections go. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro just bought a house for his Haunted Mansion collection. I, I think that might be the way to go. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro is going on tour with his By the Neighbors house. Yeah. Living it. And, and, and it. He, it's going to be in L.A. It starts in L.A. I, think, I didn't put it down, but it starts with dates sometime in June, and then it's going to go on tour. I don't know if it's coming to this yeah. area or not. I really, really <laughs> hope it is. Seattle? Maybe? And so. since the last time we talked, Guillermo del Toro said the Haunted Mansion movie is still not dead. It's still going to be done. Uh, I, I told right. you a while back, uh, he talked about it briefly at uh, Comic-Con years ago, and they made a to-do about it. They actually gave out a really, really, really cool poster to everyone who attended uh, in Hall H, and it was the Hatbox Ghost, which... I think that was probably the first time in decades that Disney got behind the Hatbox Ghost and started using him. And we were all really excited, and everything looked great. And then we've been in limbo for just years waiting to hear. Uh, a, a year ago or so, the rumor was that he was going to be producing. Uh, Guillermo del Toro would be producing, and someone else would be directing. And then nothing. 
uh, haven't heard anything since. Um, the uh, the talk that I heard him at Comic Con was a pretty hilarious. Person in the audience asked about uh, the 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 other Disney Haunted Mansion movie that real fans kind of despise, and uh, he he said he was definitely moving away from that. He, yeah, the uh, Eddie Murphy he, one. And actually, that's what he said. He said, well, let's just say I'm not taking any calls from Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So so that, that's good because we, we want to go in the darker direction, and uh, that's where his interest is. So let's hope it goes with that. Well, good. Script he's really exists. good at that. Yeah, well, the script exists. Uh, that was what I read. It, he's still working on it, but it exists. So if the script exists, that means there's a possibility. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed So on that. Um, and getting back to Dapper Days and um, Bat Days in the Fun Park. And so how was the turnout this year? It was 16 uh, years going was, Bat Days. It was humongous. Uh, by 11.30, 12.30, the parking structure, which is the biggest parking structure in the world, Janice Book of World Records, was full. And they were sending people to the other lot. Uh, not only because, yeah, just crazy. Uh, Bats Day brought in a lot of people. Dapper Day brought in a ton of people. And uh, with Bats Day, more parasols than you could shake a stick at. Lots of really <laughs> cool ink on people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I've, I've uh, seen my friend Travis's um, posts on Facebook on when they do it at Disney World. You know, the whole bow tie, suspenders, just. They the do it all right. And, and it's kind of fun because uh, this year, more so than any <laughs> previous year with Dapper Day, uh, a lot of the people participating were crossing over. They were doing the Disney bounding with the Dapper Day which is a lot of fun. Disney bounding, or bounding as it's called, is when you cosplay as a character, but rather than doing a straight depiction, if you're doing uh, Roger Rabbit, for instance, you would totally use the color scheme that Roger uses, his red and white and the little touch of yellow and everything, but you would use everyday uh, street clothing (laughs) or clothing from a different period, but street clothing to recreate that look. Um, a friend of mine uh, did sort of a, a dapper day Peter Pan, and he had a cool little Hamburg into which he'd stuck a red feather, and just he had the look down nice. Uh, again, if you go to the Sexy Witches uh, webpage, there are pictures of a lot of people uh, bounding for their dapper day attire, and it's really cool. There was a lot, a lot of, of fun. Dapper, dapper princesses. There was a couple of photos of dapper princesses. Yeah. So, uh, I have, uh, what was up with all the Harry Potter books, though? There was like two pictures of girls carrying Harry Potter books. Well, the one was doing uh, Belle as her bounding dapper co- uh, cosplay. So uh, Belle, as you probably remember from Beauty and the Beast, is a big, voracious reader. Oh, so okay. Was, okay. The, I get the, it. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the people I talked to who had come for Dapper Day were really pretty much local there. But uh, the people that were there for Bat's Day that I talked to came from just freaking all over the place. I spoke to one couple that flew in from New York, especially for this. Uh, Another just darling couple who uh, live in Arizona came out uh, for her 
birthday. Uh, the gentleman was a machinist uh, back in Arizona, and then they have sort of an industrial band with uh, grinding and flame eating and all kinds of fun stuff too. So lots of piercing, lots of ink, lots of fun. Sounds so much fun. I'm so glad you did that for really us. Was. Thank you. And and uh, can you want to give me a quick sum up of Monster Palooza as as someone mm. that was was that your first horror convention, like strictly horror convention? Yeah. Um, yeah. So as strict, a newbie, strictly straight horror. Yeah. Sum up how. All right. Tell us like how it was there. with fresh eyes. Yeah, because we don't um, know anymore. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty sharp. Uh, everything was very professionally done. Uh, the the vendor room had everything and anything horror you could possibly think of. Uh, I got some really cool stocking stuffers and other presents uh, for Natalie, as as you probably remember. I told you she's a huge hammer horror fan, and that was well represented. But as far as the uh, the events go, uh, in the breakout rooms, it was all really very very technical. So I, I'm not sure. For a lay person like me, it's really intended, but uh, for people in the industry or people who want to do their own thing, uh, I would think that would be just invaluable. Well, sounds fabulous. I, I, everyone says it's really, really good if you want to learn how to do makeup, and it sounds like it's true. It is really good if you want to do makeup. So at some point, I will actually have to head my butt out there and go to Monster Palooza because, as, as Aaron Marie knows, I geek out over the makeup people probably. Oh, well, both, all of a sudden, oh, yeah. have a fucking well, makeup and costume. Makeup and costume are <laughs> my two favorite things in the world. So, you know, it, it's all good. So, uh, and and you're going to stay with us because we got some more to talk about, Aaron, on the community calendar. Uh, yep. There's more. There's so much geek happenings. We are in the beginning of the geek summer season because, of course, on May 4th, what is the – or it's not May 4th. Well, hold on. We're going to hold off on yeah. May 4th. Yes, we'll tomorrow, May 4th. May, yes, May the 4th be with you. May, May the 4th be with May, you. But Followed by Revenge of the 5th. Uh, and then there's also May 6th, which is going to be the Civil Wars. I wanted to talk about that real quick and then really focus on May the 4th because this is the beginning of the summer movie season. And and every year for the last, what, five years, it's been a Marvel movie that started the season. And this year it's the longest uh, Marvel movie to date, Captain America oh, Civil, Civil Wars. And um, I, I, I want to say I'm – tepidly optimistic about it. It looks good. The buzz has been fantastic. I know that Erin Marie is flipping in her wig, uh-huh. but how do we, uh-huh. how do we, so how does Queenie and Erin feel about this? Because we know how we feel. How do you guys feel? I'm looking forward to it. Um, my husband's a huge Captain America fan, so, you know, chance to watch Captain America uh, stuff with him is great. And I can't wait to see Tony night. Todd, or not Tony Todd, Stark and, <laughs> and, um, them having a fight, you know, I can't wait for that. That'll be cool. Fabulous. The introduction so, of Black Panther. Really excited for yeah. Black Panther. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Black Panther, their version of Spider Man, and yeah. Ant Man joining them in the fight. And, I, uh, I think the smartest again, thing Sony a... did was give 
Spider-Man back to Marvel is so smart. Oh, God, yeah. oh my God. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're going to make so much money in that deal. It's ridiculous. So, uh, you know, it's and, all good. And once again, <laughs> so. Nerdist Industries is doing a huge marathon starting at 7 a.m. with Captain America, the first Avenger, and then ending that night with Captain America Civil War. You have that uh, as an option? Uh, unfortunately, cool. sold out. Yeah, oh, I did get into this one. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of a little bit that I'm missing out on this one. I went to the uh, Avengers Marathon and the Star Wars, but, yeah, I missed out on this one. But uh, the one review that I'm sticking with, because, you know, I, I like to try and avoid press as much as possible and just be surprised when I go in and see the movie and, and have it all be fresh. But the one review that's sticking with me is uh, this is really just the third in the Avengers movie, but it's also the best. Oh, so good. If, if that's okay. true, I'm going to be a very happy man. Me too. All right. Well, Let's not a man, happens. but you just <laughs> <laughs> meaning. They're all happy witches. So, all right. Well, we're going to kick on into the community calendar because, like I said, this is starting tomorrow. We are in official geek season all the way through Comic-Con, which is the end of July. So we are officially in mm-hmm. his the season, ladies and gentlemen. So up oh, here comes the community calendar bag, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Queenie, there's a couple things in here for you tonight. Ooh. Uh, there should right. be one for me right at the beginning. Oh, oh well, yes, there's that too. But we got a lot of stuff going on, and and so first things first, uh, we have a couple. Um, before we get into fan events and media conventions, I wanted to mention something to hand out. If you are there, are 48 starting on the 7th of May. There are 48 Best Buys in this country that are going to start selling Oculus Rift. And it's going to be one of the only places in the country where you can go and try one out yourself for free to see if you want to buy it. Now, they are going to go on sale online on the 6th on Amazon and uh, Amazon Prime and, and Microsoft's websites. But if you want to actually try one out, wait till the 7th and go to one of these 48 Best Buys. And you can learn what a Oculus Rift is and what it does I actually put one on for the first time two weeks ago at the Science Expo here in D.C. It is super weird, super bizarre, (laughs) total fucking game changer. I mean, I could put it on and I could spin it in a circle and it completely adjusts for my viewpoint. It doesn't – the only thing that looks like is a computer image, but it looks like a full computer image. Like the environment is real and it's right there in front of you. It's really, really freaky. So – Go and check that out. So I wanted to make sure I put that in. Um, so, and also, I've got a couple of happy things, too. I also wanted to mention Knobles. Everyone give a shout-out to Knobles because the National mm-hmm. Association of Historic uh, – National Music Park uh, Historical Association named Knobles. Not only was it the best traditional park in the country, it also won best – Park for Families and the Phoenix Woody Roller Coaster, best wooden roller coaster in the country. And folks, I am saying this because, as you know, the Sexy Witches will be in Knobles in the middle of June on Father's Day weekend for the for the COOA rally, which is the Organ Grinders Association. And he will be on the show, Mark Chester, the rally host, on June 14th for that. So, congratulations, Knobles! You are the best. 
you now everyone also agrees with me. You are the best. So, Aaron, <laughs> West Coaster, you need no excuse. You need to come out because we have the best amusement park in the country two hours from here. <laughs> fuck Disneyland. Actually, don't fuck Disneyland. <gasps> I love Disneyland. Bless me. Bless me. But truth is, Knobles is a gem. It's it's a rare, beautiful gem, and it's a black coal diamond. And you gotta come and see this place because it's one of it my is. favorite I places. Love Knobles. It's so wonderful. And so, uh, sexy witches, if you want to go to the event page, you'll see our rally. Uh, it's an unofficial event. If you want to just join us for the rally, uh, it's Saturday and Sunday, so the Father Day weekend. Eighty organs and calliopes are set off all through the park and set off all at once. It's really fun, and the park itself is just wonderful, and it's free. You don't have to pay a damn dime to go to this place. Uh, right. Unless you want to ride rides, it's amazing place. So go and the food. Oh yeah, oh yeah, best food yeah, in the country. Yeah, best Gold food ticket. as well. Amusement park food. Oh yeah, yep. It's better than Disneyland's food. Better. There's only it is really that good. Uh, and if you go, oh gosh, the corn dog. Oh my god, you, the corn dog at Disneyland That's, is good. No, I had alligator. Uh, and I know where there's a better corn dog. It was delicious. Dog. I'll, I'll introduce you to a better corn dog at Knoebels. There is actually a better corn dog there, believe right. it or not. And yeah. that's and that's saying a lot. It's saying a lot. Don't get me wrong, because I love that corn dog. The cor- Disneyland yeah. corn dogs. Uh, th- there's this one truck right on the edge of Tomorrowland at Disneyland uh, that has a bitchin' corn dog. Uh, <laughs> it's the only way to explain it. It's really good. Get a dole whip and a corn dog, and you're set for life in Disneyland. Uh, you know. So, oh God. But, yeah, yeah I, I describe it to people who haven't had it before. It's like a um, a hush puppy uh, covering almost for the corn dog. Yeah, yeah. But I, I will you save up your appetite so that you can try everything. Yeah, yeah. You got to come to Knobles. It's great. So uh, now Queenie has uh, Queenie actually has um, some some information. You were talking about a LARP you're about to do. Oh, yeah, we uh, have the annual um, Nationals event, and Nationals tends to move around a lot to the different states and what have you, and every state gets a chance to host it. This year, Seattle's hosting Nationals, so it's kind of like a big deal for everybody here, and it's all exciting, and my husband's on plot for it, so he guarantees us a good game. (laughs) So if you want to come out and get your LARP on, and you're in the Seattle area, I highly endorse this event. <laughs> what 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 when I is it? I posted it on the Sexy Rich page. You can go look, check it out. Oh, when is it? What's the date? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I've got so many events going on. I can't always remember everything off the top of my head. Like, uh like I can't remember oh, the I actual date. It's the fibromyalgia brain fog. It's so it is so I hot totally in Seattle. Like, no one warned me of this. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? It's not supposed to be hot in it's Seattle. Really it's hot. hot in Seattle. <laughs> well, if you can remember okay, this date, get those. 13th of May. 13th, 13th of May. Of May. Fabulous. 13th. Oh. Uh, party the 13th. Yes. Yes. <laughs> cool. I mean, so hmm. you, can, you can give us a recap on our May 17th show. Oh, that's the Madness show. Oh, totally. Give us I'm a recap on your LARP. I'm going to be all barbarian dope. Yay! Woo! So beautiful, and 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 also Erin Marie has some business in her part of the world. Yes, we talked I about do. it briefly. 
Go ahead. Go yes, ahead. I do. Um, tomorrow being May 4th, I have those tickets to see George Decay speak on diversity in Roanoke. So I get to go see him. And I'm sure he's going to cover not only what he came for originally, which was the Syrian um, refugee stuff that the Roanoke mayor had uh, blasted off about. Um, but he's also giving a performance for his um, play, Allegiance, I think, for privately yeah. for a few people. But um, I get to go see the speech, and I'm sure he'll cover the Target bathroom stuff. Well, <laughs> so I can't wait to see what he has to say about that. And then May 12th next week, uh, Blondie is going to be in Roanoke. So I'm thinking about maybe taking, like, getting a copy of Videodrome and, and seeing if I can get her to sign <laughs> it. <laughs> That would be awesome. Uh, you know, Rapture is one of the most important songs ever written, and you can tell her that for me. So, Rapture, you know, <laughs> you know, it's all wasn't about that like the wasn't that like the first charting rap song, like recorded yeah, rap was, song. It was also the first video rap uh, that was ever played on MTV as well. So, uh, yeah, it had a lot of firsts. So, I thought the and first video kind of, was Bugles, Video Killed the Radio Star. No, rap video. No, that was the first video. one that was shown. Oh, rap video. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Rap video. No, no, the first rap video ever played on MTV was Rapture by Blondie, and it's the only rap video for years that VH1 would ever play. So, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I guess. I love Deborah Harry. But I love Debbie Harry, too. Oh, my God. She's so awesome. And uh, Blondie's awesome. So, cool. Have fun. Enjoy that show because she kicks ass. So, um, And so I have three more minor news reports. Well, one of them's not so minor, but two of them are kind of happy. Uh, and then we're going to get into fan events, and that's where it's really fun, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, first of all, I want to say kudos whoever made the decision to give Ben Affleck full creative control over his Batman solo film. I think they have made a right decision, and it's going to be an awesome movie. So far, he has hit that. I think every film that Ben Affleck has directed, he's knocked out of the park. So I can't wait to see what he does with Batman, because Batman's my favorite character, and I love Ben Affleck. And once again, I keep saying over and over again, I have every faith in Ben Affleck. No matter what movie he's in, he's always okay. It's never his fault. So um, what do you guys <laughs> think about that? Mm, um, I'm looking yeah, forward I've to it. Got, I think you're probably uh, right that he that he's a good idea. It'll change the direction of the Zack Snyder stuff. That's fine. I want it to. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It'll probably be a plus for the DC universe. <laughs> so, well, I, I would say that if anybody understands Batman, it's going to be Anne Bat Affleck. I mean, he's a comic book geek. Like, he's a real geek. I mean, there's nothing not geek and authentic about his geekdom. He is, he's a Jersey boy. They, they love Oh, yeah, he started now, out with Kevin Smith there, so. You know, so I'm not worried. The other one, and this one we talked about last weekend, uh, last time we were on the show, and it's now official that John Bersenow is going to play the Punisher on the Netflix standalone show. And I was, you know, Mm -hmm. once again, brilliant, brilliant cast. Like I said, God created John Bersenow to be the Punisher. I, 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 I am positive he was born just to play this role. I mean, there's no way he wasn't. Uh, you know, so... Uh, Did you watch the I, second I, season I, of Daredevil? 
I'm still having trouble getting through the first season of Daredevil, but it's not his fault. I, I, I'm having issues with some of the plots, but I'm going to give it another shot. I just finished Eye Zombie. I love the first um, season. So, and I'm doing Oh, Eye right Zombie now, is so. amazing. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I just finished Eye Zombie. So it's, I saw the first season of that recently. So I, I'm still working. I got a lot of stuff to catch up with. So, um, But anyway, so what do you guys think of that? I'm stoked. Couldn't be happier. I love yeah, watching I Daredevil season one and two. Uh, well, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't jazzed about Electra. I didn't like her too well. But, yeah, she but I did time. like I did like his Punisher. So I would be very happy yeah. to see what he could do with it. It was a very very good Punisher. <laughs> that scene. Well, was, oh. I still I, prefer I, I, Jessica I, Jones. Oh, I, I, but you know, Luke Cage is going to have a special presence at yes. Comic Con this year. Um, oh, because right. of I know, Netflix because he's getting show. his own series too. And, oh my god! And Chuck, well, they just a, a like Netflix quest. is my Marvel dream right now. It really is. <laughs> they're really good. Um, and and a Tribe Called Quest is doing the score for Luke for yeah. Luke Cage. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, so fucking Netflix and Marvel, who knew? It's like a marriage, right? right? It is. <laughs> Working um, so far. All right. Okay, and I'm going to bring this up. I'm bringing up one controversial subject, sexy witches. So get your buckled in. We're going to talk about whitewashing for a minute. All right? You know what that uh, is? Yeah, yeah. Well, the Swinton stuff. Okay, yes, because I got in a super fight with a with a fan about whitewashing. It wasn't actually over Tilda Swinton. It was actually over um, the, the Mrs. Goldstein in Aliens and her uh, uh, okay. depiction of Vasquez, which I was living. That is not that. an example. Even though even though she's Jewish, that is not a true example of whitewashing. If you want a true example of whitewashing, watch Starship Troopers. Watch Mickey Rooney in yeah. a, in a Breakfast in Tiffany's. I oh, can give you yeah. many yeah. examples of whitewashing. Um, the Last Airbender is good. There was a TV yeah. show called Earth Earthsea that was on Sci-Fi Channel. Written the book is really good and it's written by a woman and it's an African American woman and it's about African American aliens. Right? It's a race of of African American people. Every single one of the people in the TV show were white. Like like British white, you know. It was just you know. So that that's whitewashing, okay. But Tilda Swinton is playing in Doctor Strange, uh, the Ancient One, which is actually a conglomerate, a, 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 a guru uh, uh, that lives in other people's. I don't quite get exactly what it is because I I don't watch Doctor Strange and on Marvel, but. In this version, she's a Celtic warrior, and in most of the comic books, I believe she's Tibetan, and yep. uh, and a male, right? <laughs> so, yep. but first, first of all, before we get into the reason why they cast Tilda, Tilda Swinton is amazing, and she can play any fucking character she wants, and I have no problems with her playing anything. Oh yeah, she wants to play. I loved her yeah. in Snowpiercer. If she wants to play oh, Dustin so Hoffman with his, with her, with his, or, you know, with her head, you know, if she wants to do, I was going to make a terrible joke. I decided not to pull, I pulled back. But anyway, <laughs> she can play what she wants. She can play anytime she has. She's played men. Okay. So I mean, she'll play anything she wants. 
But that being said, the reason why they changed it from Tibetan to Celtic, which still appeases the universe's demands of the character, by the way. So ultimately, people really shouldn't be bitching about it. But the reason why I went to a Celtic character is because China is a bigger market for Marvel than the United States. Yeah. And it was changed yeah. because they don't like yeah, the depictions of Tibetans in power. And that's actually why it was changed. And, 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 and so for me, it's actually worse than the accusation of race baiting because it's actually done for revenue reasons. It's done because of money. It's self-censorship. Yeah. And that's where the problem lies, okay? Because China does have a chokehold on the Hollywood markets right now. Absolutely. A lot of these films are aimed at the Chinese art. These Marvel movies make more money there than they do here, and they make a shit ton of dough here. So, uh, yeah. you know, so this, this is good. And there was another – this is not the first time – there was a couple other films that they reshot scenes just for the Chinese cuts. Um, so Iron here Man we go. Three, the character of the the Manda- Mandarin became Mandarian, whatever the hell that's supposed to be <laughs> for China. You know, Mandarian. Uh, and we can so, get into the whole idea of how what a bad idea it is to give Shane Black a, a hero movie, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Well, I still love Iron Man 3, and I would defend it because I oh, love Shane Black. But that's another too. story. Oh, another episode. Well, we're not going to talk about that right <laughs> now. Kingsley was still quite comical in that role. Well, and there's been Kingsley. It like, was okay, enjoyable. But here's someone that plays, like, okay, people are calling it whitewashing. First of all, he's an, he's an English man of Indian descent. So playing Gandhi is totally on his wheel point, okay? But he also plays Persian. He plays, he plays anybody that's from the Mideast. You put Ben Kingsley there. You know, it's like, you know, first uh-huh. of all, you can't really trade cultures. But you know what? He's an actor. Guess what? Actors play against type all the fucking time. That's why they are actors. So let leave the actors alone. Let them play these roles. If if Benedict Cumberbatch wants to play a, a, a an androgynous female in Zoolander two, let him. All right, it's fine. <laughs> leave our actors alone. They're having fun. They're making great oh films God. that I we go and see. Seen that yet. So, I forgot about that. So. Yeah, well, okay, that's next week. It comes out next week on DVD. So we'll talk about Zoolander 2 that episode. So let's get back to the best parts of, of, of being geek. Are you ready? And that's fan events, ladies and gentlemen. And we are sexy witches. We're LARPers. We're horror convention geeks. But, of course, starting tomorrow, everybody's a fucking geek. And that is yeah. because it's May, it's May 4th. And May 4th has become a, a, a bad pun, became an unofficial holiday. And so tomorrow is May the 4th be with you, Star Wars Day. And, so awesome. And this is the first Star Wars Day in the new world of Star Wars. We are in between new movies. We just had the seventh one come out. The eighth one's filming as we speak. There were shots of Millennium Falcon um, on set yeah. a couple days ago online. And, and the course, Jedi Rogue, Temple in, in Ireland. Oh, <laughs> that's right. And Rogue One comes out this Christmas, which I can't wait oh, for. Oh, I my saw God. that trailer. So uh, Rogue One's coming. And so this so is going to be a really big 
May the 4th be with you. There's going to be all sorts of shit going down. And I'm about to turn it over to Aaron because I know he's chomping at the bit to talk about it. But I do know that Disneyland has a couple of events around this time of year related to Star Wars. And I think this weekend at Disneyland, 8th and 9th, they're having the unofficial Star Wars fan event then. And then on the 15th, the public day at the Walt Disney Barn. So there's a lot of Star Wars stuff happening. So, right. uh, Aaron. Aaron, why don't you go ahead, L.A. cousin Aaron, and take the reins and talk about some of the stuff you know that's happening because there's stuff literally happening all over the country. Every oh, comic it's, book in the country is doing stuff. So go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah, actually, um, I'm glad you mentioned comic books because that puts me in mind. Uh, tomorrow there's going to be a special uh, $1 first issue of a whole bunch of Star Wars comic books available at your local shop. Support and patronize your local shop people. Keep it going. Comic books should not just become uh, a media that we look to uh, online. Keep it pulp, baby. Um, We just this past weekend had a big Star Wars event down in San Diego, tied in with the public library down there. Uh, The 501st Garrison, San Diego Garrison, Vader's Fist was out in numbers. Uh, The Los Angeles Garrison will be out in big numbers for the event uh, Cousin Liz just referred to that's going to be uh, at the Walt Disney Barn. Tomorrow, there's a huge thing at the park, at Disneyland. Um, There's going to be all kinds of fun, exclusive merchandise. I, being a rabid, uh, compulsive, addicted pin collector, will be there to get my Star Wars May the Force Be With You pins and Revenge of the Fifth, of course. (laughs) Um, If you can find a Disney store, probably in your local mall, uh, close to you, find out when they open tomorrow, because tomorrow the first 50 people to enter the store and buy something, a limited pin, and it's got Boba Fett on it. Boba Fett being the coolest character that George Lucas never figured out why he was so popular. Because, yay, George. Um so many exclusives everywhere. Uh, Hallmark has done this series of plush little things called Itty Bitties. Tomorrow you can get your Han Solo and Carbonite Itty Bitty online. It's an exclusive. They also have three little buttons that are exclusive when I think you buy more than $15. Uh, Zoom Zoom, which are really popular right now, are a line of Disney plush that look like they've been squashed down flat and they look kind of uh, vaguely like um, Tokyo Pop kind of things. And there's a whole line of Boba Fett stuff for that, as well as uh, the new Project Legion series helmet and um, I think a different uh, black series action figure all at your local Disney store tomorrow. Uh, again, tomorrow, Think Geek, which if you don't know ThinkGeek.com, seriously cool uh, there. Uh, I, I would think annual. that if you're, list, if you're even remotely interested in this show, you already know what Think Geek is. I mean, I would you at least hope know. so. Yeah, oh yeah. There was stuff that I looked at to buy Paul for Christmas on Think Geek. I mean, uh, oh man, Geek I've the best stuff. Their best sale, yeah, too. Yeah, they really do. Um, and there are really huge, fun presents at conventions, Star Wars Celebration, Comic-Con, what have you. 
uh, they do an annual May the 4th uh, sale uh, with all Star Wars merch being marked down incredibly. And they have an exclusive BB-8 pin. Uh, Lego is doing uh, some exclusive stuff online. Um, I think when you buy a certain amount, you get a uh, Force Awakens poster with uh, your stuff. Um, Oh, her universe. Um, Remember, I got to speak with her at the last con I went to. Um, uh, The young lady who does uh, the voice of Ahsoka Tana, um, she has a bunch of her stuff, I think maybe all of it on sale. And uh, there's an exclusive May the 4th be with you patch you get when you buy a certain amount of uh, clothing and merchandise from her universe. Uh, I really, really, really want to get her universe, the, 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 the lady that does her universe on, on the show. I think she'd be an excellent choice for the Sexy Witches. I will so. pass her your card at Comic-Con. <laughs> she was a delight to talk with at WonderCon. I um, would I, love to talk to her. Her, her pin-up dresses with the Doctor Who imagery and stuff are just mm-hmm. so cute. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, I wish I could you just said the magic word, pin-up dresses. <laughs> yeah, she does. I don't know if you she remember. She does a whole but, line uh, of... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I, I spoke to her and she, I, at the last one, and she mentioned that she had his universe copyrighted. And uh, I was hoping, because I, I, I know there's not enough stuff for geek girls out there. I totally appreciate that. But there's not a lot of cool stuff that isn't a T-shirt for guys, too. And I, there's some of her stuff that I just wish, if she were to take that and then put it in good guys' clothes, I would be more than happy because I think her designs are brilliant. It, uh, that would be awesome. Thank you. And, yes, so there's a lot of stuff. And look locally. Yeah, there's also plenty of free events. The libraries all over the country do May the 4th events. Uh, the 50, the 501st, has they, they do free stuff and free showings this time um, tomorrow also. So look for them. They'll, they go to hospitals and see kids. It really is a, a truly Star Wars fan experience. And I'm really, it, it's, it's, it's an organic holiday because it kind of came around by the fans. <laughs> it wasn't engineered by some company. Like a grassroots enjoy. holiday. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's a geek holiday for sure. So, and, and it does, and it continues, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, starting, we, we actually have not one, Wizarding World convention this week, this month. We have two Wizard World conventions this month. I mean, this is ridiculous amount of stuff happening in May right now. So, um, first of all, on May 6th, so after you do May the 4th BSU and the Revenge of the 5th, then you can go to uh-huh. Minneapolis on May 6th, and you can go to the well, Minneapolis Comic Wizard World Comic Con and Gaming uh, Convention. Huge lineup, pretty nice. Uh, the, the, the main headliners are Barry Bostwick, Billy Boyd, Kristen Bauer, and Hulk himself, Lou Ferrigno. So you want to mm-hmm. go see some, some – uh, uh, Kristen Bauer is always a delight. I always uh, recommend going to her panels. So, um, I think my sister Aaron. said that the, I think my sister said that David, the guy who plays the main character in Grimm, is going to be there. Yes, uh, there's uh, th- three or four people from Grimm going to be at Wizard World this holy year. Holy crap. Have both, and and you can show. get a, a, a photo op with all three of them for 145 bucks. So, um, see, that's <laughs> worth it. I and don't they just know, announced like, that this is the, the last season for Grimm, right? 
I think is so. It? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, think that, I think they just announced that. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. then it, that means I can actually watch it again. Then once it's finished, <laughs> then I can actually watch it in its entirety. That works oh, for me. Two quick things: uh, Star Wars to finish up um, tomorrow. Okay. Tickets go on sale for the Alamo Draft House roadshow of the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, that's uh, right. Thank you for reminding yeah. me of that. I did not include that in the calendar tonight, so thank you. So that, thank that, you. that goes on sale tomorrow, and also tomorrow uh, Are they going to do one at Winchester, you think? Battlefront Online. I hope. Uh, Maybe they do one. going to be an opportunity to play free for four hours starting at 11 a.m. Pacific time if you're a Battlefront fan. Not the greatest Star Wars game that ever was, that's still Knights of the Old Republic, but Battlefront does have some freaking fun to it. Battlefront was fun. I played Battlefront. It's one of the few gaming things I actually did do. I liked Battlefront just fine. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, so I, wanted, I wanted to get back to Wizarding World because I said there was actually two conventions because the next weekend after it on the 13th, Des Moines has Wizarding World also. And Billy Boyd, he must just go to Wizarding World because he hops a bus and goes right to that one too. But their headliners are two of my favorite geek Kevins ever. Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman and the Killing Joke, mm-hmm. which by the way, the trailer it was brilliant. I'm like shaking Amazing. watching this thing. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculously cool. And Kevin Sorbo, Hercules, he's going to uh, be there. So we love Hercules. So, um, you know, so well, I did before he became a weird conservative. That's well, weird, weird, man. <laughs> it's not as weird as well. I can't Kyoto say you. Brothers. Adam Baldwin's the same way. That's all good, you know. Polit- politics doesn't make friends or enemies. Well, it can, but it shouldn't, you know. I, I anyway. We must say all right. Although you know, this is uh, be- this being a sexy witcher show, we should you know break some news. Um, I don't know if you heard, but Lucifer in the flesh dropped out tonight what? of the presidential race. Yeah. Oh, did 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 Ted, did, Ted did he, did he out, drop man. out? He did. Wow. He said, uh, oh, gosh, what did he say? Something like he, he's uh, not dropping out of pursuing justice, but he's dropping out of the presidential race. And for Sexy Witches, he's of interest because not only did Boehner say he's Lucifer in the flesh, but we still don't have any conclusive proof that he wasn't the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> okay. Well, it's true. Well, Go online. Well, I, Go online I was if you just don't believe me. For- I was just looking forward to if he actually won being able to sing Blame Canada for four years. <laughs> Blame Canada. I'm totally cool. With that. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. Okay. All right. We got we got to stop it there because I, there's only two things I'm not allowed to talk about on the sexy witches, and one of them is party politics. It's actually against the law to talk about it. Right, but you're not talking so, about it. We are. <laughs> No, no, okay, we're we're it's all good. <laughs> and we weren't backing candidates. We were just talking about one dropping out. That's allowed. So that's okay. Uh, so, um, but you know what, uh, ladies, it is geek season because not only is it May the 4th and then Revenge of the 6th, and then on the 6th you can go to Wizarding World. Do you know what you do on the 7th of May? You go to fucking free comic book day, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah. free comic book day is this Saturday 
and it's always a blast, a huge blast. Go there, get some great comics. And what I love about Free Comic Book Day is, yeah, you get some of those ones that are like little samplers, but they usually there's usually one or two really good comic books on that table. Like um, I always love like Afterlife for Archie's are one of my favorites, and Third Eye Comics always has free Afterlife for Archie exclusives, and I just love it. So uh, you know, and speaking of Third Eye Comics, it's my local store. Uh, Steve Anderson, who's also the founder of AwesomeCon, will be on the show, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about his comic book store and AwesomeCon on the 31st of May. So like I said, May is Sweets Month. We are super busy. And AwesomeCon is truly awesome because they just called on Matthew Lewis, who plays Neville Longbottom. He just signed on, which is like one of my favorite. We talked about that last. But now they've also oh, announced really? Ron, yeah, and oh, Ron Coleman. Ron Perlin, Hellboy himself, is going to be there. And that's a panel I am so going to be at. Oh, my God. I'm, I, I'm already got to I, – I don't care what else is going against Ron Perlman. I am at the Ron Perlman panel. I, I love Ron Perlman. <laughs> Everything he's ever done. My favorite movie of all time is The City of Lost Children, and he stars in that movie. Thank and you. he also yeah. was – and for you little older, millennials, go look up Beauty of the Beast with Ron Perlman and Linda yes. Hamilton. And don't tell me that was one of the hottest shows when it came out. It was so fucking good. I love it. Uh, so Beauty and the Beast <laughs> in 1980s. So Ron Perlman, and he also was in Name of the Rose, which is like this great Sean Connery movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sean Connery, and, Christian so, Slater. Oh, my God. Such an underrated film. So I'm so excited. Ron Perlman is going to be a fucking awesome con. So hooray for that. So And so once again, May Comic Book Day. Go to your local comic book store. He's right. Right now, go buy the pulp. It's there. It's free. Go to free comic book days. I guarantee there's going to be something fun to do there. So, uh, and, and it just keeps going because then May 13th, we have three major events. And this is the one that I thought about. First of all, someone mentioned the Green yeah, green Fairy on the show, right? And Monster Palooza, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and I totally thought about, um, this is for Queenie. Queenie, if you could do anything in the world on May 13th other than your LARP, which sounds like that's going to be pretty fucking awesome. The thing I would recommend you do is fly here to Piscataway, yeah. New Jersey, and go to the Steampunk World's Fair. It's one of the largest vending for steampunk Ooh. in the world. Yeah, but here's what's cool about it. You know, who the, guess who the headliners are? This is what made me, like, my heart skip a beat. Terrence Zudnick and Sar Heldman of the Devil's Carnival and Repo the Genetic Opera. <gasps> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So they're dropping. Okay, even, even worse. They're dropping a new song. No. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Uh, um, oh, Queenie. Here's the. Here's the good news, though. Tickets are already sold out for that event. So oh, <laughs> we oh, can get oh, in. And we yeah, that's good news. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't but, hurt so bad then. But no also, there, he mentioned the Green Fairy. There's like like five or six absinthe classes at this thing to teach you what to mix Ooh. with it and it has to take with it. There's a sampling thing. And, and, and that's sold out, by the way. The mixer, the absinthe mixer sold out before Taryn Zidnick sold out. Holy <laughs> so, shit. Uh, yeah, so I'm having flashbacks like to Wes Craven toasting night. But, he, but here's the good news. 
Kim Watts, my one of my best friends and, and regular madness, is going. She's actually going to it. So I'm going to have her try to come on the show and talk to her, or at least take photos. She's a little shy, but she's been talking about trying to be a little bit more active on Sexy Witches, and I would love Kim to be there. Um, we're going to do two events together. She's going to do this world thing, steampunk thing, right? And then we're going to probably do Oticon in August, unless something super big and huge, which I can't talk about right now, happens. <clears throat> but if that doesn't happen, I'm going to go to Oticon, which is a big anime festival here in Baltimore with her. So um, so here we are. So, so SteamWorld Punk World Fair 2016 in Piscataway, New Jersey. So go see Terrence and Nick. If you've never seen Repito's Republicanic Opera, I don't know what I could do for you. <laughs> Just go watch it. It's like it's everything that every geek girl wants: hot guys, yeah. blood, vengeance, darkness, beautiful music, great Organ. singing, everything. Oh my God! It's, it's just dies. everything. I mean, oh. not everyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> opera. Everyone loves opera. <laughs> so, Jack, we love so Jack. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Testify, my dear. Favorite movie show. So, <laughs> I love that movie. Well, everybody, I mean, everybody. everybody. Testify. <laughs> yes. So, and and then it keeps on going because there's two more major events that weekend. First of all, one is not so major, but it's the second year in a row. Atlantic City Boardwalk has its own action film convention for three days, starting on May 13th, and its headliners are very odd: uh, Edward James Olmos, Drea Di Matteo, who was on The Sopranos and Sons of Anarchy, yeah. right? And then yeah. and then Ming Na Wen, who played Mulan in the Disney movies. Uh, so right. those, are the, those are the headliners. So odd headliners, but you could go to Atlantic City and walk around the boardwalk and go to a, a fan convention. Who knew, right? Uh, and, oh. Mad, and, and Mad Monster Party is also in Scottsdale, Arizona. is also happening that weekend on my thirteenth. Huge fucking lineup. I did. There were so many I couldn't even write it down. So I just wrote the three headliners down, which are George A. Romaro, who's been on the circuit a lot this year, and Malcolm McDowell. I think they're together as a package because what they seem to be traveling together apparently. And then someone that I really want to meet, like so bad, Star Trek's Michelle Nichols. I really, really, really want to meet her. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, uh, and so she's at Mad Monster Party in, um, in uh, Arizona. So, and then on May 14th, you have Creature Con, which is actually back home in my, where I grew up, in the Bay Area, in Moraga, California. Uh, I was a huge fan of Bob Wilkins in Creature Features, and this is the convention that actually the horror hosts throw in his honor every year. So um, horror hosts Lord Blood Raw and John Stanley are the, are the headliners, and it also will feature members of the Bob Wilkins family. And if you don't know who Bob Wilkins is, um, he was the first person in the country to play Night of the Living Dead on television in 1968. So we owe everything to Bob Wilkins if you're a fan <laughs> of horror. So um, fans keep on going for fan events. Fan Expo, Fanboy Expo Nashville. Headliners John Hader from Napoleon Dynamite, Margaret Kidder of Superman, and Don, Don Wells. Who's Don Wells? Let's see if the sexy witches know who she is. Dawn Wells was um, uh, not Ginger. She was Marianne. Very good. Erin gets a cookie. Yes, it was Marianne <laughs> from Ellen's Island. She's all right. So, 
<laughs> I know, man. Especially these are, especially since these are assist dark side cookies because it is Star Wars. Yeah. So you know, so uh, so now we get to some uh, some film festivals and screenings, and we're gonna bring it back to my area. This is in Baltimore. The, starting this weekend, a lot of my colleagues are gonna be at the Maryland Film Festival in Baltimore. Eighteen years. Five days of programming, five screens, and uh, it's all over the place. This year's it features John Waters, and he's hosting, and there'll be 100 films in the lineup. So it's going to be huge this year. Uh, John Waters almost always comes down for this thing, though. He's John Waters. You can literally listen to this man talk for years, and you'll never be bored. He's amazing. Um, and then May 6th, we have the Test Guy Weekend. Support your local drive-in, folks. Drive-in season is officially upon us. All 300-plus screens in the country are now open. So if you have within driving distance of your house, which means two hours, that's how I count, about two hours, uh, go see a movie at your local drive-in. Support your local drive-ins, especially through this transition to digital um, projection. It's been rough for some of the smaller screens. And one of the cooler little drive-ins in the country is the Mahoney Drive-In Theater in Layton, Pennsylvania. I'm constantly talking up these guys' retro program lineups because they're so much fun. And May 6th is Tough Guy Weekend, and they're on Friday they're showing Dirty Harry, The Yakuza, and Above the Law. And on Saturday they're playing The Road Warrior, The Gauntlet, and The Big Brawl. So great lineup. And that's on May 6th, uh, so this weekend. Uh, May 11th is the Etheria Film Night Festival, and this is booked in Aaron's neck of the wood at the Egyptian Theater in Los Angeles. Um, the Etheria Film Festival is a relatively new one. Uh, if you want to know more about it, I recommend listening to JK's show, the Horror Happens radio show. He's been covering Etheria, and I'm sure he's going to be covering it quite a bit uh, up to the show itself and through the show. And uh, it's, the, it's a showcase of the best new horror, science fiction, action, fantasy, and thriller films made by women directors. So it's Geek Girls. Hooray for Geek Girls. So go see it and, this, and get this. The, the sneak peek movie that they're showing is called The Love Witch. It's a sexy witch movie, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Uh, yeah. Sounds so, like a shiny yeah. alley. Oh, my God. It, it, yeah, here's, here's what. Okay, so this is the, the bio for this. Um, the Love Witch, directed by Anna Biller, a modern-day witch uses spells and magic to get men to fall in love with her in this tribute to 1960s Technicolor thrillers. So it sounds like it's going to be kind of that, like, like hammer meets boobs thing. Yeah, so may, maybe you could try to check it out for us, Aaron, and see what's up with the Etheria Film Festival yeah, it's on the 11th. Have to do so. that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really cool. So, uh, and for people on the fifteenth, if you missed X Fest, which was last weekend in at the International House in Pennsylvania, Exhumed Film Festival does two amazing. Well, they do a lot of stuff, but they do two amazing film festivals every year. One is X Fest, which happened this weekend, and then in October you have the Exhumed Twenty Four Hour Film Festival, which is just insanity. Uh, and uh, so, but they actually are rerunning their Empire Marathon that was part of X Fest on the 15th, and the lineup is really cute. It's Reanimator, Eliminators, Crawl Space, From Blonde, and Dolls, and a sneak preview of the new Empire Doc, Celluloid Wizards in the Video Wasteland, uh, with the director in attendance. So that's on May 15th. So that's at the International House in Philadelphia. So go see uh, 
go see the Empire's Picture Marathon. If you don't want, if you don't know who Charlie Band is or Stuart Gordon, by the time you're done, you will. Trust me, you will. Uh, and, and Dolls is, is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. I think Dolls is a brilliant, brilliant well, short I'm sure the horror film. <laughs> she loves those species. I mean, it, it's all Charlie Band movies. We love how love those things. Mm-hmm. So. That's the end of my film festivals and screenings. So now we're just to the basic uh, final things to talk about. Um, we already talked about Civil Wars, but I wanted to mention also this weekend, once again, Bite, which uh, Troy Escamilla just previewed at Fright Meter, Frightmares, uh, is uh, hmm. going to release limitedly on May 6th. Um, it was directed by the same guy that did this movie a year or two ago called Septic Man, which was pretty well received and super, super gross. Uh, so... Uh, Bite, bite looks all right, and it's getting a lot of good reviews, and so definitely look for Bite and Troy. said he liked it a lot, too. And finally, on May 13th, a film I can't wait to see, uh, Ben Wheatley's science fiction thriller, finally, High Rise, starring Tom Hiddleston, oh, finally yeah. comes to the United States. I want to see that so bad. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for this film. It, there was, when I was in England, there were billboards what? for it everywhere. It hadn't opened uh. yet. And I didn't get to go see it, but my friend Heather Seaback, who um, a viewer, uh, view, uh, <laughs> I'm messing up her thing. So viewer, uh, parental viewer, viewer, uh, what is the name of her website? Viewer's discretion advised. There it is. Sorry about that, Heather. Uh, but <laughs> viewer's discretion advised. She she went to see High Rise when she was in England. She was for the Ricky Mial uh, fan festival that they have there every year now. Since he died, they've been doing this like Rick my all fest thing and so she went out and she saw her rise and loved it said it was great so i'm going to talk to her about it but that comes out well it's not just tom middleton but it's jeremy irons too i mean it's got a great cast oh great cast and ben wheatley is one of these better up-and-coming directors this is his first really big film uh he did kill list which was this horror film a few years ago that was pretty good uh he did this weird uh film called the field in england which is about like like mushrooms and 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 like medieval stuff is really bizarre. You can't even really describe what the hell this movie is. And then he did another really weird little macabre film called Sightseers, which I really really like. So Benny Wheatley has not done me wrong yet. So I'm really looking forward to High Rise. So, um, uh, and we and um, so a couple big Blu-ray releases coming up this week. Uh, Deadpool comes out on the ninth. So if you haven't Ooh, seen yay. it yet, or if you want to buy it, I I still yet I I still haven't seen it yet. Still, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh uh, no! I know, I know. I I'm a bad sexy witch. I am. I have still not seen it. <laughs> and uh, but uh, and but I also even worse. I haven't seen the witch yet, and that finally comes out on 13th. Oh, so no. I'll finally get to see the witch. Um, and That's then on Insta, it's what you said. You said it was a good movie. I did. So it sat with you. So it sat with it you well. It really with me. Cool. Um, I anyway. can't wait to see it. So um, instant. Oh, and last but not least, we have some instant watch um, choices, but only a couple. There wasn't a lot of new stuff. But um, if you haven't seen the Jack Black Goosebumps. 
I kind of liked it. I, if you were a Goose Boats fan, you probably really liked it because it was a lot of throwouts to the TV show. But uh, last summer, it was one of the only films that I actually saw in the theaters was Goosebumps. So that finally drops on the instant watch on Netflix on May 11th. And then a film that I was really surprised how much I liked last year. And I thought it was kind of it was going to be another cliche like get the fuck out of the house. Why don't you get the fuck out of the house story? It ended up being a little bit better than that. And it was, we are still here. And uh, so I recommend oh, that yeah. horror film that drops on the 15th. So we are still here. Uh, and the, and uh, the special effects are some of the best things about the film. They're subtle and very, very cool. So I, I would recommend we are still here. If you haven't seen it, it's a film I don't normally like. So I get really bored with films like the conjuring. Unfortunately, I, you know, Get the fuck out of the house, you know. The only film that mm-hmm. I liked that, that turned that style of film on its ear that I actually enjoyed last year's was the first Sinister movie. I thought that movie was pretty good. Uh, but, um, you know, but other than that, I've, like Insidious and stuff, they're okay. But this movie kind of stood out. It, it, it tried to make its own voice, and I really appreciate that it reached for it. And so we are still here on May 15th, Goosebumps on the 11th. And, uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm actually done with my calendars. Does anybody have any other events or something they want to mention before we sum up for the night? No. Go get no your ten one dollar Star Wars comic book tomorrow. Oh, oh, and I also want to say a huge shout out to the Tonys and 16 nominations for my favorite musical right now, Hamilton. Hooray, hooray. Mm-hmm. So, um, and thank you, Manuel Miranda, for saving Hamilton on the 10. This was actually a fight I've been doing before Hamilton because I worked in Morristown National Historical Park in New Jersey, and that is the park where nearby um, – Alexander Hamilton met Betsy Schuyler at the Winter's Ball, as they talk about in in the play. And, uh, uh, you know, so when they were talking about taking Hamilton off the 10, I absolutely went ballistic. So, hooray. Thank you, musicals. Musicals still make change, ladies and gentlemen. Go support Broadway and the Tonys. Woo-hoo. So yeah. I wanted to shout that out. So um, if nobody else has anything else, We'll talk about what we're going to do next, Sexy Witches. We've got a lot of things. Ooh. So join us again on our next show. It's in two weeks on May 17th. And that is the horror, Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness theme drop, ladies and gentlemen. And what the fuck is the madness, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen? It is a, a contest mm-hmm. I've been conducting for nine years a horror movie Ooh. watching contest at the month of October leading up to Halloween. If you love horror and want to just, like, put your eyeballs on some screens for a whole month and win some get points nothing, and maybe get watch a movie. Get nothing but watch movies, get some bragging rights and a, maybe a poster, maybe a poster. Uh, and uh, definitely you want to listen in next week because we're going to talk about the theme. But also – after we talk about the theme, I'm going to have a special guest on the show and his name, and we talked about him briefly with Troy Escamilla, and that's Billy Pond, who I met at Days of the Dead Atlanta, and he was also a vendor at Texas Frightmares, and I got to screen his film, Circus of the Dead, which is not a zombie movie, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, he's going to be on the show and talk about his film and his new iconic horror character, Papa Corn. We love him mm-hmm. so much. So anyway, so we're really looking forward to that. And then once again, on May 31st, we're going to have Queenie is going to come back from her adventures from Crypticon. Hooray! It's our third press <laughs> gig. 
So it's our third official gig. So remember, Queenie, this is for work. Yes. You are working. So go hit the panel. And if there's a tattoo contest, really? hit the tattoo contest. And Make yeah. sure to take the pictures. Uh-huh. Yeah, take this pictures. Blank enough. <laughs> oh, I, I hope so. And, I'm sure and it will uh, on that My So Queenie Queenie's gonna get me to Tony Todd for the first time, which is something she's always wanted to do. And she's oh, gonna cry. Cool. <laughs> and I'm gonna get next to Candyman. Come on now. He's gonna say my and name and I'm gonna cry. He's just gonna be uh, like, Hello, I'm Tony Todd. You're Queenie. And, I, and right now, also assigning Queenie a homework assignment. I'm going to send her to one of the last remaining video stores in the country that's in Seattle, Lightning Video, and she's going to go meet some people there. And I want her to go to Pike's Plague Market when she's ready to walk and go down to the comic book store and see the coolest comic book store in Seattle. So I've been to that comic book store. It's awesome. Yeah, so you've got some things Major to do welcome. now to explore your new city, the beautiful city yeah. of Seattle. That way you can show us around when we can come visit sometime. <laughs> Just That's make true. sure that the riot, except for there is riots, but you know what? Be, get used to the riots. Seattle and riots go together like bagels and cream cheese, all right? It's just something <laughs> that happens there. <laughs> If you're as long as you're not a Starbucks window, you'll be okay. So uh, you know you'll be all right. So uh, we're very proud of you. Very proud of you uh, and the big move to Seattle. So congratulations again on that, sweetie. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, we're serious about that. So she's going to Crypticon Seattle, and we'll preview that on our next show on the 17th, and then she will recap it. Woo! On the 30th. And that's also the same episode where Steve Anderson of Awesome Con will come on and he'll preview Awesome Con, talk about what it's like to run one of these big comic book stores. We, I've always wanted to know. So here we are. So, so I envy their popcorn collection. Oh, I, I'm going to ask him about his personal collection. We definitely need to make sure we ask him that question yeah. while, while he's online because I've never actually asked him about his personal collection yet. So I'm sure it's like insane. So, uh, so, um, so we're going to leave you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you again, my sexy warlock cousin from uh, Buena Park, Aaron. Thank you for being on the show. And I want to thank once again Troy Escamilla, who was on in the first half hour talking about Fright Meters. And I want to thank Queenie again, and congratulations on our move to Seattle. And, of course, Aaron Marie and half signed at George Takei this weekend. And he's very approachable. Make sure you say hi to Brad, his wa- husband, because Brad is a delight. Um, I've heard he's adorable. I'm, he's absolutely adorable. I, I met him last year, and he's totally cool. So make sure you say hi to Brad, too, while you're doing that thing. And uh, and that's it, And ladies and gentlemen. So come back on two weeks on the 17th of May. And we're going to leave you tonight with a little bit of sadness, but also a little bit of a shout-out. As we know, the prince had died Oh, over the two-week hiatus. And, of course, I'm not going to do a Prince tribute on this show because at this point, who hasn't done a Prince tribute? 
everybody has. So mm. I'm going to let the professionals do a Prince tribute. But I did want to mention on the same day, a man named Richard Lyons died also at 57. Uh, Richard Lyons, you wouldn't know him by name, but he was the founding member of a collective group of artists called Negative Land, who were very popular in the 70s and early 80s. And they were progressive synth rock. And in their own way, they were just as important as Prince. And uh, they, they were some of the earliest sampling and stuff like that. Very weird. My, my husband's a huge fan. They actually made a, a, a single called U2. And Bono actually had had it like successfully sued to get the name off of it because he said it would confuse mm. people to call the song U2. So even though U2 isn't literally a bomber, and if you look at the cover of the CD, which my husband has a copy of, by the way, uh, it has a bomber on it. It's like it doesn't look anything like a U2 record, but and you can listen to it online. It does exist, but for a while that kind of killed them. It was really horrible. But they did a lot of really weird, weird, awesome ambiance synth sounds, and they made a record called Escape from Noise. And we're going to leave you with the title track of that tonight. So thank you again, Sexy Witches. Thank you to my L.A. correspondent, The Cuz. And thank you all, listening audience. We'll be back again in two weeks on May 17th. So Happy Mother's Day to those who care, and Aaron for sure, and um, blessed be and good soul hunting. Thank you, guys. Good night. You've got a good beginning. Hit and miss and trial and error. It just depends again on breaking the records over radio. Rock music blares! Doors slam! People yell! Children scream! Sirens whine! Trucks crumble and roar! And rock music blares! 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 Thank you.